I'm awesome. The rest of you all suck. So I deserve special treatment. Yeah. And then the guy at the bottom would be like, I suck. You're all awesome. So I deserve special treatment. Hi, I'm Vern. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to Man of the Media. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> Happy 2024, guys. Can't you tell I'm just happy to start the year? <laughs> She's in a very good mood today. Very hyper mood, which is great. I need that energy right now. I'm I still am... on holiday mood, that's why. Yeah. Watch me get miserable tomorrow. No. <laughs> She just started work today. (sighs) Anyway, today, guys, as you can tell from the title, we are talking about the subtle art of not giving a f***. Okay, that will be the, hopefully, the only time I use that word, producer. We're going to try and replace the word with flip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are you okay with that? I'm just going to say how to not give a toot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll try to also censor myself so that our yeah. producer doesn't have to edit too much. Lah, ha? Pussy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Pussy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll read the synopsis really quickly. Um, we both watched the documentary on Netflix, uh, but it's originally a self-help book by author Mark Manson. So in this documentary... It says that he explores the human condition and his counterintuitive approach to finding true joy in this documentary based on the book. Okay, so before we begin, let me go and find the questions that I prepared. All right, I'll start with what the main message of the documentary was for me, like a TLDR. Because my producer asked me this earlier and I just said, to be honest, I think essentially what he's trying to say is uh, pick your values and pick the right values because if you don't, you'll be miserable and you'll feel very lost and you'll have no direction. Well, if you have good values and you know what your values are, you will feel more um, purposeful in the things that you do and you'll have more meaning in your life point blank period what about you um it's a yeah like that but like i was just gonna say basically like there are some things you just should not care too much about and there are some things that you should care more about yeah um that's my i mean there's a lot of things lie in this movie but that was essentially like the message that I got. So choose what to give a toot about. Yeah. 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 Choose carefully. Yeah. Because there are a lot of things like I feel like in this world, modern world, we care too much about yeah. like things that we should, shouldn't even care about. I think one of the message that he said in the beginning was um, social media. You know, we always care about what we want to put out because we want to curate the best possible like view people have of us therefore we care about what people think yeah and also like we care about what other people are posting and then we end up 
uh, comparing our life to theirs because yeah. their lives seem better than ours. Yeah. Things like that. La. But they are always also, just like you, they are also posting the best things mm. that they want to show. Yeah. It's curated. It's not real. Yeah. Because real life is something that he said actually quite mundane mm-hmm. but that's what it is it is what it is lol and move on <laughs> yeah. if you don't understand that reference that means you haven't listened to our previous episode go and check that out yeah yeah look at me making segues oh making plugs okay so what was the okay i'm gonna phrase it two ways so you can take it however you want uh, what were your main learning takeaways from the documentary uh, or if that's like because I know the film is quite a lot I was thinking about like what to ask but I think he talks about way too many interesting things so I don't think we can cover all of it today so what were your main learning takeaways or one main thing that you learned you can answer it either way well it's not so much like what I learned but it's more like um sort of re-emphasizing what you know. Um, um, this, uh, let me open my notebook real quick because there's actually one line that he said that what really stuck with me. I don't remember it fully, so I'm, I wrote it down. I had to pause and write it in, mm. right? Um, uh, one of the lines he says towards the end, death is the only certainty in life. Therefore, death must be the compass by which we orient all of our values and decisions. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a really good line. It was a really, really good line. And like, I mean, it's some kind of like something that we already know, um, especially because we've been brought up by, you know, religion, you know. So yeah. that's something that's also talked about in like most of the major religions that are around, Mm-mm. at least like the ones that I know. Mm. So it's just re-emphasizing what you already know lah. And then, mm. but the the way he said it from the lead up from the beginning because and because this one is towards the end right, it makes that message so much more profound. Yeah. Accompanied by like um I think the scene he was standing at the edge of a cliff. Oh yeah. A yeah. really high cliff right, and then just the way it was shot right, and he was saying like you need to really remember like once you think of like death and how easily that can come to you yeah um because it can be unexpected you know you never know when it's gonna happen yeah um then that's when you remember like oh this is what i truly care about and he said to choose those things to care about yeah true yeah yeah so that's my one of my main takeaways lah. yeah i when i was watching his um summary of his book he talked about how that is a borrowed idea from um, a philosophy that you are familiar with Stoicism, stoicism. Yeah, because yeah. he talked about like how uh, In Stoicism, you, you, they talk about um, you, It is important to regularly uh, Think about your mortality yeah. Because it not only humbles you But it also like helps you to reevaluate your life At any given moment, right? And like the choices that you're making Wow, the tone has changed Girl. from the beginning. Right, he <laughs> was so, so hyper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, I also agree with you, lah. Like, uh, when I watched it, I think okay, what I gained from watching it was, um, like you said, 
stuff I already kind of knew. So honestly speaking, when I first watched it, I was a bit like uh, stuck up, about stuck up it. about it because I was just like, oh my god, like this is nothing new. And then I was reading um, reviews on Goodreads for his book, and a lot of people were like. The, the reviews are mixed lah. So there are good ones And then there are people who are like This guy is so obnoxious He's a douchebag Like you know it's He's not saying anything original Not saying anything new And that is why I shared the video To our group chat Yeah Because he made a video Talking about um, Why self-help books suck I can't remember the title But it's something like that And what he was trying to say is like uh, He asked the audience a question He said do you know what self-help was called before it was called self-help? Oh, yeah. I watched that part yeah. of the video. Yeah, and right. And it was like, religion. Right. Philosophy. Uh, philosophy. Right. You know? so, it's just rebranding. Exactly. You know, and I think um, that's what makes the film... When I thought about that, I was like, you're right, you know. Like, okay, I just have to look at it like... I'm looking at it from his point of view and his perspective and watching it I was like okay one it felt comforting to know that there are other people who think similarly to yeah. how I do and then two um, I think it was a lesson in humility lah. just my first reaction to it because I was just like I don't need to hear all of this I know all of this already yeah. but like watching it the second time I was like you know what like these are actually just really great reminders Yeah, you know so that's my two two cents on my takeaways from the film. What about some concepts that he talks about in the short? I mean, the documentary that you really liked. Oh yeah, like um, he brought up like something. I think this was this was during 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 eh, during the <laughs> midway point of the film. Sorry, <laughs> I was taken aback by the twang. <laughs> during. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. yeah during during so this is like during like the midway point of the film right and yeah. he talked about like i think he was talking about um how it's so difficult for most people to change their perspectives on something like they're so stuck in like this is what i know so mm. i'm just gonna stick with it so mm. i'm not gonna try to look through a different perspective so, and then he brought up, he said he came up with, like, a formula. He said he's always been jealous of all these, like, scientists that has, like, their own laws, you know? So he came up with his own law. Yeah. It's called, um, let me read it out, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Manson's Law of Avoidance. Yeah. Right? And he, he actually, he explains it a lot better, because it's his own law, right? Duh. <laughs> so, I, so I tried to paraphrase it while I was watching it. Also, while watching it, so I was like, uh, you know, like, Did not really... pause while making notes? I... Yeah, I did, but that I didn't like copy word for word, Mm-mm. you know. So I had to. Uh, I was like, okay, I was writing it halfway, uh, practicing active listening too, but okay. it's very rusty, <laughs> so I had to rewind again. But anyway, so what, uh, in my own words, lah, what Manson's law of avoidance? It's a worldview that's so set in stone that whatever comes up, you would not do what will be objectively right. And you'll just stick to what you already know. So you just continue, perpetuate the cycle. Because you will then... Because once you change what you do, the way you usually do things, then you just lose a bit of yourself. And you want to just... Don't want to do that. Because, you know, in terms of like ego, it's very... 
you want to do something that's safe for mm. your psyche. Yeah, correct. That makes sense. Yeah, that so does that's make sense. Yeah, that's what he. That's what he says, lah. So even if it's something good, let's say something good that's good for you, you will go avoid doing it and just do something that is not necessarily right for you. Just to preserve your ego. Yeah, and your self sense identity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you. Was did you have any personal experience in your life where you experienced that? How do I put this question? Ego death. Ego death. You yeah. know, like where you had where you had a situation where you were forced to confront your sense of self and who you believed yourself to be, and then you were forced to break that down. Oh yeah, definitely. But. I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. But yeah, I definitely did like a couple of years ago, Mm-mm. and I'm very grateful that it happened. Why you Why you smile? Was it? Mm. Oh, okay. I yeah. know what she's talking about. That yeah. was a rough situation. That was a really rough situation, but um, it really did help me. And of course, like when it happened, like it was so fresh, right? I was like. Why is this happening to me? You know, like I was, yeah. I'm also a very stubborn person in general. So, yeah. uh, but it took a while, and I'm very, very grateful that it happened. You know, because yeah. if not, then I would not be as introspective. You know, like I would not check myself all the time. Yeah. Whenever I'm doing, I mean, I, I sometimes I kind of slip up, but like it's uh, okay. We, we human, we girl. humans. You know, we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll share my experience, but I'll try to make it vague. Lah. I think the one experience that really made me fully break down who all these things I, I had built in my head to put up a mask and a front to people was I was in a situationship a couple of years ago. You know who I'm talking about. Both of you know who I'm talking about. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. So when that happened, because we weren't even dating, it was just a situationship. And when it had ended, I was so devastated. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember. I was really devastated, and I did not. Um, I didn't approach healing in the right manner. I will say like that lah. And then I remember I had one particular dream that really messed me up because. That night, I had a dream where I was covered in leaves, and there were all these like adjectives. I don't know if I told you guys about this dream. No, it's my first time hearing yeah, about it. Yeah, so I had a dream where I had all these like huge. They kind of looked like banana leaves, like huge leaves mm-hmm. covering my body. It's giving um, Eve realness. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was really giving that and i was like oh my god i look good <laughs> no, because, like, <laughs> was there a mirror in the dream no but like i was looking at myself from oh. a third person perspective I... yeah so i could see myself outside of my body like that and i was covered in these leaves and on the leaves were written like words that i had traits that other people had assigned to me before so like strong um resilient beautiful queen all these like words that people have assigned to me before and i had assigned to myself and i held on to that so much and i felt a figure come towards me and it was this guy that i had a situation with Mm -hmm. i couldn't see his face but i knew it was him intuitively in the dream Mm 
And then he just started like taking out all the leaves from my body lah. Yeah, and then I was like naked at the end of the dream. And that really like made, made me feel like so... I don't know how to describe how I felt, but in other words, it felt like an ego death because I started thinking... It really made me think like, who am I without all these words? Yeah. Who am I without like, you know, I used to... I hope to get into it again. Like I used to be very active in the creative industry, so I used to write a lot. I acted, I directed a bit. Who am I without all these like previous accolades? Without my achievements, my academic achievements, everything. Who was I without all those things, right? And did I really know who I really was in Saipa? So for me personally, when Mark Manson was talking about this in the film, I was like, yes, it's really, really important that you do that. Yeah. Because if not, right, then like you're going to go about life being so... You're never going to bend. Yeah. Because life is messy. Yeah. Right? And you're never going to bend to the challenges and like all the different things that life can teach you. Yeah. You're never going to grow lah, as a person. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my own personal experience lah, yeah. with it. Yeah. I mean, he also like um, talks... I mean, he uses this as well. Like he was telling a story about like this Japanese... Soldier yes. oh my That was like And it's actually real Yo that story is so good you Yeah know? It's actually so good uh, What's his I wrote down his name um, Something Onoda Hiro Onoda Yes Right so Basically this guy right He was deployed He was like part. This was during World War 2 So he was deployed to like um, I think Was it called Lubang In the Philippines Somewhere in the Philippines Yeah Lubang Lubang yeah. Island Lubang And then um, I think like Towards they they were there and then like you know nineteen forty five that's when like Japan surrendered after the bombings right and then they were dropping like flyers on top like everywhere you know saying the war is over and then he's like scammer you know yeah and then and then after that so he just he just kept <laughs> going on he just kept going on right he's like you guys are scamming me liar you know <laughs> and then he just stayed in the forest right he literally stayed there. I'm I'm not kidding, guys. You guys should really Google this guy, a hero or Noda. Okay, yeah. if you don't know, get to know. It's you a good story. Like there were so many, there was, and he had, um, there were so many times where people tried to convince him, yo, it's over, you know, like move <laughs> no and move on, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then he was like, no. Y'all scammers, you yeah, know. Yeah. You guys are scammers, <laughs> really you know. And even even his own brother also went there, right? Like, yeah. come on lah, call like come back home, <laughs> come back home. And he's like, that one, that guy is fake, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then only until the I think was it his commanding retired, who was already retired from the war. Uh, Twenty five years later, his yeah. commanding officer was like. Yo, the war is over. Baruta, he was like, wow, after 25 years living in the jungle, guys, yeah. you know? Because he would, because, um, and the reason why he brought this up is because if this hero or Noda guy actually realized, because he was like killing everyone, like yeah. especially the locals, the Filipinos, you know, they were just like going about their lives yeah. after the war was over, right? Trying to recover everything. And he was killing all these people. Yeah. Right? And, this is all, and and then if someone if he really chose to believe that like oh the war is over yeah then what would these people's death 
make him you know yeah. what would that what would that just make him a murderer yeah you know? and like would it just be all for nothing you know yeah. like it really he had to face a very painful truth exactly yeah. and he can't bear that so he would much rather go on with the reality that the war is still going on yeah yeah as you say pokoknya in life you need to admit you are wrong sometimes. Yeah. Because if not, like, you end up hurting not only yourself, but the people around you. Yeah. Actually, you know? the people around you, but mostly yourself. Yes. Mostly correct. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was another um, idea in the documentary that you really liked? Oh, it's actually a... <laughs> this is actually the first line that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. I remember it was in the beginning. <laughs> you will die So why you care About other people <laughs> That's literally Like yes. my words It's true though Because like I'm not gonna lie When I first saw The title Of the film Yeah I just thought like Oh this is a, a Movie about like Not caring About what other people think Yeah But it delves Like It's so much so, deeper It's so much deeper Than that you know And it's not so much Like not caring Mm-mm. you know it's just choosing what to care about yeah. you know and just using i guess whenever you forget just use death as a reminder you know the fact that you're gonna die yolo you know might yeah. as well you know don't I mean don't yolo like not care about other people are you <laughs> yolo but choose what to care about carefully yeah i think yeah. he says something this is really good advice he said um if you keep worrying if you care too much about what other people think about you then you need to find something better to care about. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, very, very good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have social anxiety, you can put that in your tool bag. Yeah. You know, you're spending the time caring about what other people think when you can spend that time doing something else, caring about something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yes. What was something in the documentary that you personally found difficult to hear, if any? Difficult to hear. Yeah, like a hard pill to swallow. No, nothing. Nothing, because it's already like, how to say, it's like I said earlier, it's kind of the things that I already know. I just needed a reminder. Yeah. You know? So I didn't really find it too hard of a pill to swallow, but I can imagine for like um, other people, yeah. if they, you know, watch it with an open mind and an open heart, they might find it a bit more difficult to swallow la but yeah. for me personally I already know all this actually I mean, same also la right <laughs> right I was thinking, I was like, like, I'm not think? saying that I'm better than y'all I'm just saying <laughs> that like please don't I'm not saying it okay yes but if you find that I'm you still find that I'm a, I'm you know you you think that way then it's your you problem it's not my problem okay <laughs> I already tell you the truth I'm horrible at lying yeah yeah okay so I'm going to talk a bit about like the book summary that I watched because actually it's very similar to the film. Oh, really? Yeah, very similar. Except the book summary has a lot more detail la, on the things that he wrote in the book. I know you bought the book, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm only getting it tomorrow, though. Yeah. So exciting. Me Let too. me know what you think when you've read it. Oh, girl, I have to finish the other books that I'm reading halfway. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, anyway, so like one of the things that he talks about in the film, uh, in the book, is entitlement. Yeah, yeah. I really, good. really, really, really like that because mm. it's something that I've been talking to my eldest brother quite a lot. My, I've been talking to him quite a lot recently. Yeah, actually, recently lah. And then 
we were ranting about certain things in the car, and then he was like, "I don't understand why why can't people just be humble, ba? Humility, humility. People are not humble enough." And like he has a point, you know. And in the summary, he talked about two types of narcissism that leads to the sense of entitlement. So the first one is grandiose narcissism mm. versus victim narcissism ah uh, yeah so he explained it in a way um they're both different on the status hierarchy so like the grandiose would think he's on the top of the hierarchy like he is the the guy the dude the guy right yeah. and then the victim narcissist would think he's at the very bottom right mm. so but the behavior is the same because the guy on top would be like i'm awesome the rest of you all suck so I deserve special treatment. Yeah. And then the guy at the bottom would be like, I suck. You're all awesome. So I deserve special treatment. Very uh, like, woe is me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a very great um, observation to make. What about you? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, he was... It reminds me of like, you know, when he was saying about like entitlement, right? Like, um, he was also telling a story about this guy that he knew that like sells cars. Jimmy. And Jimmy. Yeah, I forgot his name. Remember, it was like such a generic name. But yeah, um, it was this car salesman who's like, who thinks he's the dude, you know, and all that stuff. Right. And it reminds me of like the time, like when was this? This was like, I think my last year of uni when I work in fnb and my god it made me realize that so many people are so entitled yep. because of you can and you know like there's always that saying like um customer is always right it ain't the truth because and you can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat people in the service industry yeah, you can true. tell how kind or how lost of a person they are you know, because a lot of them are very, very entitled. Also, so people entitled. are just like really, very... Part- when it comes to food, yeah, yeah, some people get very like... <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I noticed that too when I was working in F&B. Like, people get really like stressed when it comes about their food. Like, if it doesn't come on time, if it doesn't come in the manner that they imagined it. I mean, I guess, yes, I understand you're paying for it. But sometimes some people make really unreasonable requests, ba. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. You know? And then it's also like, it's not also that. It's also like, you know, because like, I'm a girl, right? And at that time, you know, I was like 15 kilos lighter and I was, you know, younger looking. <laughs> and you then- still look young. Oh, true. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Lah. So I was in much better shape back then, right? And then there were so many, and these are like old men. Like, I'm talking like, like I said earlier in like the, like Kismis looking men, you know? Like very like raisin, wrinkled, expired, you know? Expired, you know? Expired. Like really, these are like, and these, they were like, Low key, well, actually not low key. Very high key, flirting with me, ba. Yeah, they would like. Yeah, it's this car. I, our producer is cringing so badly. Yeah, they it's were very gross. really like disgusting, dude. You know, yeah, it's really disgusting. And like, I remember there was one time like they actually did it in front of like I don't know their daughter, yeah, or their like grandkid or something yeah. like that. 
it's it's really disgusting and and then i just don't know like why do these people feel so entitled to ask me this question why do they treat me as if like i'm you know just something for them to like ogle at yeah or kacau kacau you know like so now i want to talk about let's talk about self-help in general Mm. yeah so have you read many self-help books no i mean like it's like i like to eat topoki but i want to die a self-help book (laughs) i don't know i think it is i've never read it it, uh, i I never finished i haven't finished it it's one of the books that i haven't finished okay it's um other than that no i like to read fictional books i like to not live in the real world (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i do i have bought a lot uh, well not a lot lah well more than zero uh number of self-help books um over like like last year 2023 um i just haven't had the time to read them but i do intend to do it but your answer my answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was gonna. I, I have I have read a few self help books, especially when I mentioned my earlier experience. Mm. Oh, that set me on a like a self help journey, like eat, pray, love type of life <laughs> oh. <laughs> for a moment. Yeah, oh it really God. did. You know, like oh goodness, but yeah, I did read a lot of self help books. Mm. What do you think about self help? Self help books, mm. or just like self-help in general like documentaries i I did watch a bit of the video that like you sent in the group chat last well was it last night yeah it was last night and like the first i I mean i watched like the first maybe three minutes or so but like like he said recycled right and it's actually true but another point that i'd like to add right it's like i feel like people go for self-help books and they're always like drawn to the ones that they already sort of like know so that you have something like what's that bias confirmation yeah in a way you know so um what was your question again sorry your thoughts ah, on nah, self-help my, ah, that's my thought lah. <laughs> that's my thought like that <laughs> that's my do thought. you think they're beneficial to people i would say they're they're beneficial you know but then like um like you said earlier in the previous episode um, to 2023 wrapped up, um, I do feel that like if you go for a self-help book, go for ev- like different ones, not something that confirms an idea that you already have yeah. because you do need like what Shell said in the video in the previous episode, you know, it's important to surround yourself with a different opinion, you know, sometimes because yeah. you can learn a lot. Yeah. You know? And it helps to put, to sort of like ground yourself in a way. Yeah. 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 yeah I totally agree with that. Yeah. Actually, I just remembered like, I did, well, I didn't explicitly read self help books, but I did go through, like you said earlier, the period of stoicism, but I yes. didn't read any books. I just like followed this Telegram channel that sent a quote oh, every yeah, day. I that. Yeah, and then they stopped posting in like 2022. And then they just came back like 2023, come back, you know, like new <laughs> album. And now they're starting <laughs> to post it every day. But like, I kind of just like ignore it. But there are times where I, I read it also. But I went through a phase of like stoicism. But it was really, it's a very, I learned a lot from it. But like, it's really, really difficult to practice, guys. Because... Stoic means unfeeling, you know, so 
I'm a cancer. I feel a lot of things. You know, <laughs> it kind of goes against my nature. But I try my best. But I failed many times. So I was like, you know what? Let's just feel things. You yeah. know, just process them in a healthier way. Yeah. Yeah. True. You're right. Mm. You're right. Yeah. I think. Okay, my opinion on self help books are, after reading quite a few of them. One self-help book that really changed my life was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Ooh. Yeah. Because that book taught me what it really means to be present. Mm. Yeah, really present in the moment and why that's important, right? Um, and that led me on to reading a lot of other self-help books. Because I was so hungry for more like knowledge. Yeah, And then I got into like kind of a fatigue of self-help like that era was so like there's always something wrong with me that needs to be fixed you know and then it, it got to a point where i realized like why can't i just enjoy where I, how far i've come mm. instead of like thinking oh my god like i still have to work on myself i still have things about myself that i don't like i still need to improve blah blah blah, blah. that's good but too much of it also can be counterproductive yeah right this book in particular the subtle art of not giving a toot i think would be helpful if you're not into self-help books to be honest Mm. because it's it's written very differently from most self-help books most self-help books are very positive and very like you can do it. Yeah, I mean, like, he mentioned <laughs> you know? he mentioned that right in the yes. movie. She's like he was like saying like traditional. And this also ties in into entitlement, right? Because these self help books, traditional self help books, are always telling you, yeah, you are, you can do anything you yeah. want if you just believe in your dreams, go achieve your dreams, you yeah. know. And that promotes entitlement. Yeah, which is something that he talks about. Yeah, like we talked about earlier. You he know? gives a very realistic, yeah. grounded straightforward blunt approach to helping yourself improve as a person yeah yeah that's what i would say i think he also talked about that was also linked to like um delusional positivity yeah yeah in other words toxic positivity positivity, you know or in other words the lulu is the new solulu (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly but yeah yeah, like if you just keep the lulu you want to be the lulu you just go be the lulu by yourself (laughs) (laughs) it works for some people you know they go they get far (laughs) with yeah, <laughs> their I mean, delusions <laughs> you know do whatever makes you happy exactly you know, like, <laughs> as long as it's not bothering me you then just I'm fine. do what you gotta do yeah <laughs> do what you gotta do yeah yeah okay final final thoughts final thoughts is it mom approved Ooh. i say mom because mind over media is mom mom is it, <laughs> is it i mean would yeah. you bring him home to meet mom Oh, I would definitely bring Mark Benson home to meet mom. <laughs> to meet my mom. I don't think my mom will... I think my mom will just smile and nod, to be honest. Um, my dad would be the one that's like... <laughs> fighting him. I know yeah. lah. You don't know anything. Yeah, I yeah. know. I'm older than you. Are uh, you yeah. see? Humility. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. No offense, uncle. Yeah, it's okay. It's me t- saying it. But yeah. yeah, my mom would just smile and nod, probably. Mom yeah. approved. 
<laughs> I think my mom would approve of it too. Yeah, true. <laughs> I can hear her saying, "So lovely." Yeah. You know what? Uh, actually, ah, uh, very real, ba. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's probably gonna hear this and be like laughing. <laughs> she's probably gonna be like, "Yeah, what?" And then she's probably be like, "I'm gonna check out this film after what reading your uh, listening to your podcast." And then she's like, she'll be like. Girl, girl, I watched the movie already. Girl, very true, all girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what she would say. Yeah, uh, but to sum it up, yeah lah, we I liked it. I, I enjoyed really it. Yeah. I think also the way it was filmed and everything yes. was quite nice. Oh Structure wise, nice scene. as well. There's actually like I wanted to Google this before we started recording, but like I or at least watch the beginning scene. In the beginning, like there was a rhyme that he said, like it was like a poem or something. I don't remember. Me neither. I just remember. <laughs> I just wrote down "love the rhyme in the beginning" montage, but I didn't write <laughs> down what it was. <laughs> but yeah, um, I really like the visual, like the scenes. Um, there was one scene that I thought was like so. Um, it's something that I remember, and I think it was definitely in the beginning, but. Um, I think he was like underwater and like he was wearing headphones or something. Like he was like normal clothes and he was just like surrounded with like girls, swimming women, swimming women. And then like, um, I think he was also sort of talking about like feeling lost. Like I think depression lah, you know. But yeah. I thought that scene like really like described how very well what depression feels like. It feels like you're. Drowning while the world just kind of—I feel like the girls kind of symbolize the world just going around you. Yeah, you know, like yeah. There's a lot of like symbolic scenes, s- scenes. Yeah, that he tries to tie into the ideas he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um. Another notable thing was when he was talking about his friend Jerry. No, the what's his name? Give me a second to look. Oh, the guy it. that oh, passed. Josh. Yeah, yeah, his friend. Like he thought was his eye, and he even cried. Like talking about it again um and then one of the lines that sort of like that josh said to um, mark manson before he died um was well two lines actually um what was it he's like yo josh where are you gonna be you know i'm, I'm gonna go inside you know get some drinks and then the then a guy replied seek the truth and you'll find me there and then mm-hmm. the next time he saw him you know he was dead and he dreamt about him mm. and then he was saying like you know Liz Mark Benson was talking to him and he was like, saying I'm so sorry you had to die you know like you're so young and everything and then the guy was just like why do you care that I'm dead when you're still so afraid to live yeah <sighs> that, that was line. a good line that was such a good line there's also another line also sorry there are lines I wrote down a lot <laughs> that I really like the film I really like the documentary but um, there's one line that's also like um, something that Martin really likes as well. If there's no reason to do anything, then there's no reason to not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... I don't yeah. know how to explain even more. It's very like... Yeah. It's a positive spin on nihilism. Yeah. 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 I think this film has a lot of value to give. If you guys give it a chance to watch um, or read the book, you know... Um, yeah, that's that's my two cents lah. Watch, we're doing this episode by the way because it's the start of the year and like we thought you know twenty twenty four 
every new year people make resolutions and stuff and they try to improve themselves they try to be better than they were the previous year so we were doing this in the spirit of that so i will end um by saying i hope everybody has a wonderful year ahead i hope that you achieve all the things that you want to achieve and if you don't don't be too hard on yourself and um yeah i hope for a lot of growth and blessings for everybody lah that's what i will say yeah good luck <laughs> i don't know he we pretty much said everything that i wanted to say <laughs> so yeah happy new year happy new year guys thank you guys for listening don't like forget, and subscribe yes don't forget to follow our instagram i promise we will put more content on there soon but yes it's mindovermedia.podcast right yeah. mindovermedia.podcast bye bye